0: Hello, dear listeners, Miriam here, um, your host. I hope everyone is doing fine. So I've been overwhelmed a little bit with creating content for the podcast. I have so many ideas, so little time and little resources. And uh, I'm not going to stop, of course, I love, love doing this. And I also have a French podcast now. I don't know if you've checked it out. It's uh, for those of you who speak French, it's called Sur Son Passé. It's exactly the same format as the English podcast. So I haven't had much time to, to prepare and bring on more, uh, many guests these last months as I wanted to. But I intend to go back to that. But in the meantime, while I get myself organized with this content creation, I just wanted to introduce you to some uh, discussions I've had on other podcasts because I thought, hmm, why not bring in discussions I've had where other, I've had discussions with other people on their podcasts. So this is the first of a series. Um, yeah. So today I I just wanted to share an episode of uh, a discussion I had on Paula Alphonse's podcast. So the, the show is called Getting Real with Paula and uh, we discussed, um, trauma recovery and how you manage trauma and drama over the holidays. Um, we are all products of our family dynamics, and even though we try to minimize the impact of what might have happened to us in the past, when comes the holidays, we get um, we go to our families most of the time, and some old family dynamics can resurface during gatherings. So we discuss ways to manage that, and and you know not, not do as that quote says, I will be home for Christmas and I will be at my, um, therapist for new years, you know, that you don't have to break down like that. So, yeah. So I just wanted to, uh, give an introduction and say this, this week's episode is from getting real with Paula, uh, with Paula Alphonse She's a wonderful woman. You should definitely check her show getting real with Paula. you get so much from it. Um, yeah, I I just love love talking to her. When when we start talking, we just cannot stop. She has such a big heart, and she she will, she's bringing so much to the world, um, in terms of uh, goodness, change, well being, connection. So check out what she does, and um, check out her show. She really brings on amazing guests. So without further ado, please um, discover the episode called Managing Personal Traumas Over the Holiday Season on Getting Real with Paula.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to Getting Real with Paula. My name is Paula Alphonse, and this week we are discussing family trauma with Miriam Joku, a trauma recovery coach. As I often say, we are all products of our family dynamics, and what we're trying to figure out today or tonight is how can we minimize if not remove some of the negative stress associated with family gatherings over the holidays? The idea is Christmas is fast approaching. And what we're trying to get you to, the point where we're trying to get you to is how can you be mentally and emotionally as ready as can be for this holiday season, because we know even in the best families, there's always a little bit of drama. So without further ado, let's bring Miriam on and get this conversation rolling.
0: Hi, Paula.
1: Hello, 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 hello. I have been looking forward to this conversation since we spoke, which was a bit ago. And this is really from the perspective that we all have this thing. There's this little tension in the middle of your back about, huh, how do we do this? And do I really want to go there? So yeah. before we start, could, I, could you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how long have you been into trauma recovery?
0: Yes. um, Thank you Paula so much for inviting me back uh, to getting real with Paula. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, Last time we spoke, I told you my story about uh, my past uh, with trauma. So since I have done a certification because this trauma recovery has become so important to me that I have shifted everything I used to do before to focus my career. I want to dedicate my career to trauma recovery, spreading the word and giving um, people the opportunity to free themselves from trauma. Um, coaching is about focusing on the present and the, on the future. And with trauma recovery coaching, I take into account that people have been through trauma. Right? Trauma is a wounding. And um, I focus on childhood trauma because these are wounds that people carry with them. And most of, most of the time they are not even aware. Because there's a misconception that things that happened a long time ago should be forgotten and left in the past. People will say, Are you still thinking about that? That was such a long time ago. That was decades ago. You should move on from that. But some woundings, when we have not heard from them, even at 70, we we'll still be crying about them. So, um, given my own history, where I did not even know how trauma was impacting my life, I just felt inadequate, you know, not good enough. I felt short mm-hmm. and um, so, I, I, so when I understood that it was trauma and healed, I'm healing from it. I'm not fully healed, I'm healing from it. I just want to spread the word and bring as many people on this healing journey as possible because it impacts our lives, the lives mm-hmm. of our spouses, if we have of our children, of, mm-hmm. you know, and when we heal, it changes the relationship we have with everybody around us. So that's why it's so important to heal oneself
1: Thank you and I'm hearing you and it's giving me chills uh, because as parents, there is so much that we transfer onto our kids, and if we haven't figured out whether this is something that we want to keep or not, or this is maybe a potential trauma that we're transferring to the next generation, then this is where, as you say, we're leaving that negative imprint in, in, in our families. So. Could you share with us some of your personal journey and what led you to wanting to take on this project and becoming an entrepreneur in that field?
0: Yes. Um, So I think my biggest motivation is when I became a mother from confusion. So I have three daughters. So having daughters already make me identify Um, with my daughters in the sense that my own stories came up. And in my childhood, I was born to a young woman, to a young mother who was married at 16, to a man who was already a polygamist and had several wives. So um, when she ran away from that marriage, she abandoned me and my sister. And we had to navigate many different caregivers, many crazy situations growing up. And... um, what helped me all through these years of uh being parentified it means I became an adult um before I was ever I ever knew what adulthood is it means I was cooking cleaning at eight years old selling in a bar at 12 but what helped me was school so I was good at school I was very focused I was very I was very structured very organized by myself not not the adults around me and um I also realized that my sister's love because my sister was always there. She was she was there, you know, and she always supported me. I always saw the role that I, I was her mother, but she also supported me because she was there for me. She's mm-hmm. always been there for me and that's a gift. So that's how I grew up. And then when I moved to Europe, um, I reunited with my mother and things didn't really turn out uh, great, you know. Because the, the dream as a child was that the day my mother will come, the day I will reunite with my mother, my, my life will be complete. Mm-hmm. I will be loved. All the love I didn't have, I will have it. But my mother didn't have that opportunity to be a mother. So she was struggling. I was struggling. We were all struggling. But in that, I kept on going to school. I managed to finish university, graduated from the London School of Economics in, uh, in London, um, thanks to several scholarships from Switzerland. And then I went on and I started my career, very driven, very focused. I worked in private banking, the UN, um, but something was always missing. I mm-hmm. kept changing and changing, applying to roles that I was overqualified for because, you know, I felt I was not good enough. Mm-hmm. So I would see the roles. I, so I would apply to a role I was overqualified for and then I would get in. I would be paid less money and doing the job like two levels above, uh-huh. or even three levels above. And uh, because I had people pleasing ways, I wouldn't say no. So people mm-hmm. would just give me work and I would work over time. And then of course I would burn out and then I would change jobs. So I kept that cycle. And then when I became a mother, everything came together in that. I knew there was a problem. It was just not a bad boss. And then why do I keep meeting these bad bosses and, and things like that? So... Um, in my third pregnancy um, so I went into therapy I saw different therapies it never really worked out but in my in my third pregnancy I met a woman who told me to read this book she said "Uh, madam you know what's wrong with you it's trauma and I had never heard in all my Mm -hmm. therapies because I present I'm calm I went to school Mm -hmm. you know well they, they say, but you don't have problems. You, you know, you, you don't have problems. That's what therapists used to tell me. And then I'm telling you, yeah, I do. I know. I I know. I just have this. I know how to put a mask. I'm a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. I, know, I know how to make it look good. And then, you know, keep my troubles to myself. I've been trained since my childhood. So, But I'm telling you, I'm not feeling okay. But I wouldn't be readily believed. But this woman told me, read this book called Trauma and Recovery. You will see. And it was fascinating for me because... All the stuff I kept inside with shame, this it was written in this book. So there's someone who doesn't know me who knows my secrets, how I've secreted mm-hmm. people. That was fascinating. Paula. It was fascinating. So from there, I started learning more about trauma. I was like, oh, my God, more people need to know this. More people need to know this because there were ways in which I was behaving, even towards my partner you know, that came from my own wounds, mm-hmm. my own traumas. And if I, do, if I didn't learn about these things, I cannot cause correct, I cannot heal. Then I keep bleeding. People give me because it's like an empty well when we are empty inside. People give, mm-hmm. people give. it's never enough. Yeah. Because we have to heal ourselves. No one will give you, mm-hmm. even, your, even my mom today cannot give me what I need. I have, mm-hmm. to, I have to accept that I am the one I was waiting for. And this is the message that I want to bring to as many people as possible, because this is so important, especially for us. Many people around me have grown up not being in tune or in touch with their emotions, Mm -hmm. cut from their emotions, right? And it makes a lifetime of suffering where we are surviving and we are not thriving and we don't even know it, you know? So this is how I came to this work.
1: And uh, I'm hearing you and I, I I can see so many different people. Uh, and I'm not gonna say whether it's people I know close relative or whichever, cause then it, 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 I'm not opening any doors for, uh, or any secrets or whichever, but it's just in the work environment, there are behaviors that I would see. And I'm also from the health uh, sector and there were things you look at and you say something's off. And I've always, even, even when I was young, always knew that um, when there's secrets in the family, there are always consequences. There are always imprints that will show up further down if you're not addressing them. So, which is what you're telling me and we're good. As, as Black women, as you say, we have, we've raised to be, to look very professional, behave in such a way that we, we can only, people can only see the best in us, but inside we might be dying and nobody knows. Yes. And that's,
0: that's yes. the biggest piece. That's the biggest challenge. Yeah. And There's a new book that came out uh, a few weeks ago called nobody knows the trouble i've seen written by a black psychologist a us okay. black psychologist for black women it's fascinating to to listen to nobody knows the trouble i've seen okay yes okay okay
1: yeah and uh whew, this, this is exactly why i wanted you to uh, to be here for this conversation and i'm going to ask and i know you already have that answer what to you is the connection between traumas and the holidays yes what makes it so it's because we've seen all of those uh, holiday movies where everything goes wrong you're crying before you get there you're crying during the meal people are throwing food at one another and you're thinking what is this yeah what is this about
0: so um so Many people experience a lot of grief around the holidays that can come from past traumas and they call it disenfranchised grief because it's grief that other people don't see you're going through because it's old woods that open up around this period that is kind of really as if you're you're taking the scab of the scarring. Yes, again. Mm -hmm. And uh, Christmas, I mean, uh, the holidays a stressful time for everyone because there's a lot of stress the energy is so high uh, the gifts everything, you know the invitations the decorations many things uh, going mm-hmm. on right and uh, so it's already even for people who don't have uh, trauma it's already a stressful period of time but for people who have trauma it can be really very stressful because it brings up old wounds um some people their wounds is that um, could be that they experience, they have bad memories around the holidays with their families. So these things come up. And for some, it's they have good, good memories, but the fact that it's family related, they won't still come up. And uh, for some, they just, they lost loved ones. Then they remember these loved ones during the holidays. So it's, uh, we are at different stages, but most of the time people don't even realize that People carry this in them, especially in people in families where there's been abuse and trauma. Um, most of the time, some family members they will expect that you would come. As I said before, people want you to forget the trauma, but trauma, <laughs> it's not just forgotten. So people would expect you since it's the holiday season to forgive, to come together in the spirit of uh, you know the holidays and the everything is perfect again but that's not how that's the should, reality that's not the reality and also the television is not helping and commercials where we are projected this perfect family uh, you know um, the, the turkey everything the decoration is perfect the music so people tend to feel oh my it's, it's only my family that is dysfunctional but i can tell you we are many of us out here with dysfunctional families <laughs> It's not funny, but uh, you know, there are many people with families that are less than perfect. So that's already something to to take into account. And um, the other thing is that we are not, I, I'm giving listeners the permission. You're not obliged to partake in the frenzy. You are not obliged to partake in the frenzy. You can You can decide to step out of it, mm-hmm. you know? And for people, who experienced difficulties around this time, I would say, if you keep your routines, you know, eat right, eat healthy. If you exercise, keep exercising. If you meditate, keep meditating, go walk in the forest, try to keep a certain routine, mm-hmm. you know, because when things get crazy, um, we have to slow, we have to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. If there are things that are more comforting for us, this is the time to do them. If there are teas that we like, This is a time to buy the teas you like. Like, take care of yourself. Have lots of compassion and love for yourself. And um, treat yourself good, you know. Treat yourself good in this time. And um, so there will be three sets of people. There will be people who could be like, okay, um, I'm not going to go to my family. I'm at that stage where I choose Mm -hmm. not to go. I'm not able to go. So for those people where they don't have to deal with their families, right? um for many people they will still choose to go because even despite the trauma there's love you know their mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. um i like talking about invisible loyalties you know these are strong loyalties that we have to our families mm-hmm. because no one comes to to this earth alone so we come parents bring us to this earth they take care of us and mm-hmm. unconsciously we are bound to them we are attached to them and there's this obligation this strong bond mm-hmm. and even when there's trauma this strong bond stays people still have this bond to their families so mm-hmm. that's why they would still go back to their families for the holidays and when you have to go back Paula that's where you, you what you were talking about you have to have a plan a before plan to take care of your emotions mm-hmm. Yeah. plan of how you're going to manage it and an afterwards plan of how you're going to decompress. And, you
1: know, and I, I love what you're saying because, uh, it's interesting because uh, I was speaking to one of my daughters, and she just um, uh, she's in school, and she just finished one of her exams, and she's taking a few days off to relax. And what she she said she was going to do is you know those All Marks movies that you have around this time of the year, where they they, they start you they don't like one another, you show up in a new town, and within a few weeks now you're You find the love of your life and your whole life has changed. So this is this idea that the pressure that comes with the holidays, that Mm -hmm. pressure, that romanticization of the the, the family dynamics, the family picture and what the the relationship should, should be. So you watch those and then if you're part of that group where you've already made the decision you're not going and there are some of those movies where it's just like yep yep saw that coming yep no nope, i'm so happy i'm not there and there'll be those where at least i tend to be the person is like as if as if the whole time i'm watching the movie that's what you're thinking because it's just like really it's mm-hmm. a movie i know it's an hour and a half but uh, in that movie, all those dreams, as you said, those uh, sense of what family should be, because I don't think there's a perfect family on, on earth. Um, there might be people who do their best. And every now and then we mess it up and we do something that's not so great but we we find the to the goodness of our heart to uh, find a way to forgive one another but there are some other situations where it's just like it's raw Mm -hmm. raw throughout and how do we manage us how do we manage those moments because as you said who wants to be alone at christmas Nobody wants to be alone. And even when you're, let's just say you're at work, everybody asks, so what are you playing for Christmas? And you're like, yeah, nothing, I haven't really planned. You're not going home to your family, making it sound like, oh, such ungrateful child. But you you don't know my dynamic. Could you give us some example of why these family gatherings will trigger? Mm-hmm. individuals just in case some people are there and they're they not seeing it what mm-hmm. would be those
0: elements it could be um being around people who hurt you when you were growing up mm-hmm. it could be people who say hurtful things to you it could be uh, that auntie who always asks you if you still don't have a child you know it could be all of those things um that bring up Really, memories that because your body reacts, you know, you you feel you feel very uncomfortable. Even the idea of going already, you don't look forward to it. So it would be like to prepare mentally, to even make lists. Like, how would I? How do I want this to to play out for me? Like, really think of yourself. Um, how long do I want to stay at the gathering? You know, because you don't, you're not obliged to stay the whole time. If it's triggering for you, take breaks. You know, plan it ahead of time. Think of it. If if even think of some uh, if there are some people who always bully you in the same way, refuse. Accept that you're the adult in your life today. Choose you and refuse to play that role that you had in your family growing up. You 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 set boundaries. There are certain topics you will not talk about. You know, mm-hmm. um, there are things that when when it will be thrown at you, you will count to ten before responding so that you don't get into that and know your family. It's the holidays, it's true with the Hallmark movies. We might think that things have changed, but no. <laughs> think of your family last year. How did it go? Use that as a benchmark to prepare yourself for for the Christmas for Christmas this year so that you're not disappointed, you know. You can yeah. still have a good time, but you don't raise your expectations. Don't try to save them. Like let go of the need to, to change that uh, cousin who has, you know, political views that you find shocking. Just uh-huh. try to minimize or not even have that kind of conversation with him. Like, keep it light. <laughs> and,
1: and, and I'm hearing what you're saying from the perspective of... What can I do ahead of time Mm. to better prepare for some of those elements that I know will come? Let's just say that uncle who drinks too much and then start, I don't know, touching Or wanting hugs Mm -hmm. and you're like, no, 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 no. We know how that ends. It's not going to happen. And and, and those are the, the things where how do you prepare? And sometimes this is the part where it's hard to say we're talking me going there by myself, but let's just say I'm coming with my family.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: have young girls and you are, you know that this gentleman might get a little iffy. And we have this way sometimes in families where we tolerate behaviors, mm-hmm. where it would be in another environment where it's a, no, 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 no. There is no fondling of my child mm-hmm. because, oh, she's growing up. Look, look at her behind. Not mm-hmm. your business. Yeah. yeah. And And those are the things where you want to prepare yourself. Yeah. ahead of that situation and you might want to, depending how comfortable you are and how receptive those people are, should we have a pre-gathering conversation with certain individuals, uh, whether it's the people that are hosting or finding out with some of the people that are that could be triggering uh, mm-hmm. bringing, uh, are coming along for, 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 for mm-hmm. the ride and I like the, the, the part where you say you get you decide ahead of time how long mm-hmm. you'll stay yes. because some families you show up on the 24th or the 23rd and you're stuck oh it feels as though you stuck imprisoned yes. mm-hmm. for maybe three or four days. That is, if you if you have to stay all the way until the first. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how am I going to survive those many days? Yes. So it's how do you figure out your timing? Mm-hmm. I know there were, and this is me, uh, yes. I know in some some uh, situations where, you know, and I do this, I used to do this for those parties that I felt were, You have to make an appearance, but you might not stay that long. And in those cases, I wouldn't say that it was a a trauma situation, but it's still a way of thinking that might help in a trauma, which is the part where... I can only be here for about an hour because I already have somewhere else I need to be. You know, yes, it would have been so fun to stay longer, but so you have your plan B, you plan yes. A, you plan B, and sometimes you plan C yes. uh, in order to be able to remove yourself from any situation that could be uh, a challenge. Yes. Any, anything else? Because there's, there's this part when you are there, Mm-hmm. What are those things that you do before you get there? Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us some examples?
0: Yes. So there are many things you can do. We don't need to do big things. there. If, for example, you have to stay a few days, there are things that you can remember to do for yourself, to take deep breaths, you know, when you feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. step outside in the cold and get some fresh air, go for walks, like mm-hmm. really plan time where you spend, you know, maybe two hours walking by yourself. You know, uh-huh. so that you, you have those breaks from being around people, even just being around people is, can be a lot, especially when you're not used to them. And especially if there's, you know, some backstory, some history, difficult um, past. So um, pre- like have those moments where you retreat to yourself, you know, where you think about yourself, you check in with yourself to see that you're feeling OK, you know, um, It can be little things, even a little meditation, uh, deep breaths. Um, You said something that I want to get back to about the little girls and the uncle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have have little girls. I cannot not address that. Um, First, I will tell my little girls before we go that nobody has the right to touch their body. Their body belongs to them. And if anybody touches their body, they have to tell me. And I will address it there and there. Because um, most of the time in families, as you said, we, we let these things slide, but it's abuse. And then we just go from generation to generation and then we transmit that silence. Because by not saying anything, our daughter will think, oh, it, okay, it's uncomfortable, but it's okay. You know? Yeah. And it's not. It's it. not. We have. To we we have to make her on the address it there that it's not okay because so mm-hmm. that she knows she can defend herself if anything like that shows up. I know it, it makes it will spoil the ambience, but you know that's that's the step where we cannot keep <laughs> we cannot keep appearances anymore, right? Um, what other tips? I would say um, if it gets really unsafe, there are ways to even just um, I think there are apps where you can just even uh, open the app. Or just die 911 if it's really that bad. And the mm-hmm. police will hear what's going on and they will do a welfare check. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can have a friend call you. You know, you can, you can, you can, you can arrange with your friend in advance that if I text you this word, call me. Mm-hmm. You know? And then so that you have a safety plan where mm-hmm. someone can come pick you up. You can arrange all of these things in advance.
1: You know? And and I like uh for me, uh <laughs> Having been places that I've not always wanted to be, uh, I've always made uh, figured out a way to put my car further away than where everybody puts their car. Mm-hmm. The reason being, when I want to leave, I'm not stuck behind someone or having to rely on someone to give me their keys so that I can move their car and then get myself out. So it's, it's small little things. And as you say, it's this think it through ahead Mm -hmm. of time rather than being in the situation and feel stuck in that moment, whether it's stuck because uh, the person who was supposed to drive me back uh, is no longer there or is too drunk to drive me. Or if it's, you know what, I came with someone and not going to happen. We're not living together. And it's just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. My mama always told me, have enough money in your purse yes. to
0: call a cab and walk away. <laughs> so, very wise advice from your mom. It's, she's very right. Um, because the worst thing would be that you feel totally overwhelmed and you cannot leave. Or people, people say, no, just stay a little bit more. You just arrived here. And you know that you've already maxed out. You have to get out of there. Yeah. And then you spend maybe four more hours or five more hours there. When Which you, feels when like you. a lifetime. Yes, because you don't want to be that person, uh, according to that quote that says, uh, I'll be home for Christmas and I'll be in therapy for New Year.
1: And when you start that therapy for New Year, it's likely to get you to the next Christmas. So how do you (laughs) minimize or remove that that impact? If being with the family is actually not a healthy option for you, Mm -hmm. uh, what would you suggest as potential alternatives for those individuals?
0: Yes. So, you know, uh, it depends on how comfortable you feel. I would just say, don't isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. Try to reach out to people you feel comfortable with, friends, because the problem with invisible loyalties is that we keep them going because we feel obliged to keep them. But when we realize that we don't have to be loyal to abuse, we don't, we don't have to be loyal to pass pain, we don't have to be loyal to, to things that make us feel very small, we can make these invisible loyalties um, visible. we choose the people the things we are loyal to Mm -hmm. we can choose our own families we can choose friends that we become family and we spend christmas instead with these people if we don't have those um, people in our lives we and we decide for example to spend christmas with ourselves lots of self-care self-compassion you know cook yourself a nice meal Um, as i said keep your routines go for long walks if you like walks if 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 that if you don't want to spend Christmas by yourself, you can always give your time. There are many people who also struggle around the holidays and giving can be also very fulfilling. You can go to a food bank and help out at the food bank. You can prepare before you could go visit the elderly around Christmas. It's very, you know, it's a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. You can prepare like uh, Christmas uh, cards or holiday cards for, for the elderly. Um, I'm sure there are many other things that you can do, like giving your time um, and helping other people, and then connecting, because we humans, we are made for connection, and in that way you stay connected and you know in a valuable way. And also gratitude. Gratitude is very important in this um, time. It's, they say you, you can get um, it's very helpful already for the brain and for, for, for the soul to, to write like what we are grateful for. But mm-hmm. even far more powerful is to write maybe a thank you letter to some people who've helped you during the year. You know, it doesn't need to be uh, 10 pages long, even just, you know, you write it and you send it to the person. You will see how it will make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And then, so you don't only focus on your pain. And if you have lots of grief, like feelings of grief, negative, welcome them because when you will feel them, they can, they will lessen and then maybe it will create the space where. You give yourself the right to celebrate the holidays, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna cook myself a very nice um you know uh, a meal you know I'm gonna dress up nicely, put my makeup i'm gonna treat myself really good and yeah you you you're allowed to authorize authorize yourself to do that for yourself it's uh, it's really good and uh, celebrate yeah
1: you know I would say to anybody who's listening right now uh Holidays is a good season to be off social media, yes, because there's a lot of fakeness taking place. But the only post what went well the great turkey that we didn't end up eating because the dog took it away, or whatever it is because my uncle started fighting with his wife, or whichever. But it's this part where we know the about the societal pressures. So if in your mind, the meaning of family or the meaning of the holidays is being with family, Taking the time and being all by yourself, doing self-care. If in your mind you're thinking the only good thing to do is being with family, it's not going to give you that, that uh, self-care mm-hmm. that you you want. So it's this part where you have to do your own check and yeah. validate what works and what, what doesn't work. I know for me, uh, at one point, we were I was completely separated from my family. And that year, I could not make it back. And that was the year where uh you know as you're in your apartment or by yourself and because you were supposed to travel and that didn't come true, it's not even as you you said I had everything prepared in my in my house, so it was just like bread and uh, but, uh, peanut butter and maybe a glass of wine and you know stuff and I remember thinking how blessed I was.
0: Mm. From the
1: perspective that I had a family that meant something to me, and it would have been great, so I was able to travel two days later. But it was still—I knew my mom had put food away from me from that 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 uh, uh, that evening. So it's it's the sense where not everything is lost, but if you don't have uh, that, it's figuring out. What are those things that I'm thinking and believing that are actually keeping me? Because you're talking about those invisible loyalties. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. If to me, the people I have blood connection with are the best people ever for me, it's like, "Mm, it's going to be difficult because you're painting them with uh, rosy glasses. And every time you meet, there's that sense of deception. Mm-hmm. So it's doing that internal work and figuring it out. And I know there were Christmases where I wasn't with the family. Mm-hmm. And some sometimes the call and the checking in and the let's meet a few days later for New Year's was still good mm-hmm. compared to uh, not having anything. It's figuring out for you. And every single one of us will have to do that that, that piece of work to fi- figure out what works. And if it's your aunt's husband that is difficult, then you can choose to not go to, to the Christmas that year because it's being hosted by that couple. So it's those elements where, as you say, give yourself the permission. Yes, you're allowed to you're allowed to make a decision. No lo- you're no longer the child who was stuck in a, in a whatever drama that was taking place. Yeah. And to me, uh, that's sometimes that piece that we, we pretend is not there, but is actually keep pulling you back where maybe you no longer need to go back to.
0: Yes, because when we don't realize that we can choose, we still played that role that we played when we were helpless. We couldn't go, we couldn't leave, yeah. you know? We still go back to play that role. But when you realize that actually, I and can- I don't create, have to. Yeah. You don't have to. I can create new Christmas traditions yeah. for myself or holiday traditions. Yeah. You can create a whole set. You are allowed from today to say, okay, from now on, this is how I want my holiday season to look like and create it for yourself. And it, it, it's perfectly okay. I remember, Something that
1: makes you happy. Sorry, I'm interrupting. I remember a few years ago, I was talking to, I don't know how I met this woman. I don't know whether he was on a business trip or whichever. And what she was doing is hosting support group for uh, or christmas fake christmas if we can call it fake christmas uh christmas celebration it's not fake. it's christmas celebration for people who had nowhere to go so which mean on christmas day on, on the 24th and the 25th she had three sets of people coming and when we're talking three sets, uh, let's just say some people would come from brunch. Another group would come for uh, early dinner, and then there was a late dinner. And I thought that was such a great idea. And yeah. she had started because her she had lost her family. She, she when I say lost her family, she was in the um, uh, system. Uh, what you call
0: foster uh, care?
1: The what foster care system? Yes, thank you. That's the word that was escaping me. She was in the foster care system, so she didn't have anyone. Mm -hmm. So that's how she created her own uh, Christmas and her own support group to manage those. And I don't know, maybe that could be an option for you. Are there check in your area if there are some support group that could be uh, places where I could have a conversation? And in that, it's being open minded not yes. going into it, expecting that everything that you would want, and that's that romantic perspective. There'll be this, uh, uh, this uh, m- Mrs. Claus coming with her, the the turkey, and all of these things, and it's just like nobody's having Mrs. Claus at the dinner. No. So <laughs> it's it's yeah.
0: those elements to pay attention to. Yeah, it's true. You can create. Um, I mean, relationships. You have to build them, right? You can look in local groups even on Facebook and uh, you know you can check out sometimes you would be surprised when someone says oh I'm I'm alone at this time of the year is there anyone who would like to meet up you would be surprised how many people reply I'm always surprised each time how many people reply and uh, you can meet up you know you don't low expectations you meet up maybe you know you get along and then you make friends and then you start seeing each other. Maybe next Christmas, you have this Christmas party. There are also support groups online, you know, that you find mm-hmm. on, on Facebook. Um, uh, there are specific trauma support groups, um, like the 12 step program, um, Adult Children of Alcoholics and Dysfunctional mm-hmm. Families. They have Zoom meetings. So for mm-hmm. people who are struggling and who are alone, they can definitely go on the ACA. It's called Adult Children. Mm-hmm. Um, if you type that in Google, you'll find it. And then you can talk to other people who are in the same situation and they can give you a lot of support. Um, what else? Uh, so I was also thinking that for people who are very nostalgic of their past, even though there's abuse, mm-hmm. you can also try to remember the things that you liked around the holidays. It could be the cinnamon, the smell of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you recreate those. It could be, uh, I don't know, uh, drinking um, Amarula or eggnog or, you know. Mm-hmm all those little things that mm-hmm. make made it feel magical for you it could be those uh, shortbread cookies mm-hmm. that you used to bake mm-hmm you know you can you can't recreate that
1: and and this is about creating new traditions that yes. are healthy for you yes. uh, that are serving you that are that allow you to feel as though I'm appreciated and I have value in this conversation versus yes. being somewhere where I'm not even out of the car and I'm already deciding mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So let's do this. Let's do this. And you're yeah. thinking, oh gosh, when can we leave? Yes. And unfortunately, I, not just in, in the Almark movies, but in, in real life, there's quite a few people who, are, who keep going back into situation where they're thinking, why am I doing this to myself? So if yes. you're asking yourself the question, that might be, hmm, is yeah. this time to rethink yes. what is a must? what is a nice to have and what is a will pass.
0: Yes, really. And give yourself the permission to do that Um, because those invisible loyalties, they don't serve you. People, people treat you for, from what they know that it's their best, but you can choose that. You want to do different for, for, for yourself. You can say, thank you. This is what you gave me. But today I choose to do different for myself. And you're allowed to, you're not, you're not um, obliged all your life to be um, lawyer to abuse to dysfunction. You can choose.
1: And it's it's mostly uh, to me, it's mostly recognizing that you have a choice, and you don't have to play into other people' guilty be- behaviors because yeah. they're gonna try and make you feel like something is wrong with yeah. you. We're all good you have the pro- you are the problem with the issues yes. and that's the part where eh, yes. let, let, you know because this this part where we're the the throwing blames at everyone except ourselves and yes. this is where you realize i have a choice do i yes. want to go back to
0: this or not what you're saying is so important paula when you say uh, that we say something is wrong with you because the person who chooses to heal and change to break the cycle we always be scapegoat. They will say something is wrong with you. Look, we are all good. We are all, it's only you questioning for our yeah. family traditions. But it's always, the. it's often the person who sees the dysfunction and who doesn't accept it, uh-huh. who will come and question them. So it doesn't mean you're wrong. You just have to keep going and heal on your own terms. Because if you have children, they will see, it, you will model for them a different uh-huh. example and you make them stronger. Because they will see you stronger.
1: Yeah. I know, and, and my kids know that already. It's this part where I choose not to remain when I'm not respected and appreciated. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be something you, huge, it doesn't have to be uh, total abuse. But once you start recognizing, what's your own value, what you realize, what's important to you, and you've stated it and people are not respecting it, then there's a choice to be made. And um, I have to say, it's not just with age. I've, I find that I've managed to transfer that as well uh, onto my kids. So there are certain behaviors where they, they'll they see people do something and it's like, okay. That was my last time being here. Mm. And yeah. once that sentence goes into your mind, then that means it's a choice point. Yes. Do I, do I stick to it or do I fall back to old patterns? Because sometimes we are also our own worst enemy. We go back uh, to the, those patterns that we know are not functioning. But every time we go in, we're, in, we're hoping that something will be different this time. So. Yes.
0: Because. Oh, it's we haven't, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because we haven't healed. So we, are, it. Waiting, we are waiting for that um, validation. You know, unconsciously, we are still waiting for that validation. We're still waiting Someone for- to
1: say, you know. You are special. You've always been that good person. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry we didn't realize it earlier. And usually that's not what you're
0: going to get. It's like, are you going again? Making trouble
1: where nobody has an issue.
0: Being a drama queen, you're hypersensitive. No one thinks that except you and things like that. So it's really accept like healing, accepting us, like validating our own feelings. Even if they don't validate them, we validate them. We know what we went through and we heal from them so that we, there are no expectations. We can go there for a few hours, see them laugh a little bit, you know, in memory of good times and then go home and then find ways to calm down and decompress, you know, and not have these expectations, let, letting go of expectations because healing is not about changing everyone else. It's first about changing ourselves and our perspective, you know. Yeah. That's where the change will come because when I will change myself and my perspective, I will set the right boundaries to protect me. It will be a natural consequence of of my healing.
1: I love you introduce a word that I love a lot, which is boundaries. So what is a boundary that you use or you recognize that you use around holiday time?
0: I never in the past, even before I understood what... um, what my issues were, I never let myself be tripped into cooking huge meals, organizing, overstretching myself and organizing for everyone and carrying all that stress. I never accepted it. So I would always go for um, the twenty fifth. I would go for the, for the lunch and that's it. I would not, you know, I would not carry all that stress all the because for me it was already mm-hmm. without anything happening. It's just a stressful time. So I would refuse to increase my stress, basically. And even though I was like, oh, you never do anything, you're always there, you know. I say, yeah, that's all I can do, you know. Uh, I cannot do more. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. That's my... Limit. And,
1: and again, it's establishing that boundary as to how far will I go
0: to yes. be there. Yes.
1: And that's it. And and I know for me, uh, it, it's, it's interesting. I love the example you gave because... Uh, we it used to be when my, my parents, the my parents' generation were hosting, they were taking care of the whole meal. So the kids would come and they just bring maybe juice and alcohol. And I remember when I started hosting, it was just, no, 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 let's start doing potluck. You're good at this, bring that thing. You're good at that, bring this. And this way, you actually minimize the stress because you, you, you're passing on those irritants. Yeah. So by the time they get there, because whoever is hosting, you still have to clean, organize the space, figure out when they will arrive, when they will leave. Will some of them stay over? For, because this, even when you do the potluck, there's a lot to coordinate. Yeah. So it's, it's this part where how do we learn to make it less stressful and it starts with you deciding mm-hmm. what am I going to bring and what am I not yes. and what am I why do I choose to have or not yes once you say it usually it takes one person to say it and another one who says okay I'll bring this because you're asking them to bring something that will make them shine so they're happy and it's done and yeah. everybody leaves, they're in a good mood and we don't you know because I've seen women organize Christmas dinner and they're miserable the whole way through. yeah yeah, it's so stressful <laughs> before so people I'm like no there, there's no real value to that.
0: yeah.
1: okay, so I see where 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 could go on and on and on for this conversation. What would be for you one key message? Mm-hmm. that you would want to leave with our listeners for this holiday season? Not just about all kind of trauma, but what is that one thing you want them to remember this uh,
0: holiday? Mm-hmm. I would say take care of yourself. Um, don't try to change everyone else. Um, focus on your you know, on, on managing yourself, on Keeping yourself um, comfortable, have compassion for yourself, be kind to yourself. There's this quote that I wrote it down because I was scared I would forget how it goes. It goes um, it's um, from the 12 step program I told you about um, the support group for for trauma survivors. It says, "God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. you know. Choose your battles
1: Uh and uh,
0: take care of yourself. And uh, it's just a period in the year if you Uh can't celebrate because it's always good to celebrate. And that's it, you Uh know, yeah.
1: Thank you, thank you. And um, I would say for me, when I'm thinking about uh, the holiday season, what I want to experience wherever I am is inner peace, and gratitude. Yes, you want to have those people you love around you, and there's nothing worse to me than being somewhere, being be Christmas or New Year's, with a crowd of people around you and feeling lonely.
0: Yeah, yeah, and not you, worth it. No, you, it's not. It's not worth yeah. it. I'm going to celebrate with my kids a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we, are we, 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 we did that. We are baking shortbread like there's no tomorrow cookies. You know, it's like cookies workshop, you know, the two year old, the five year old and the eight year old. So they all have their set and everybody bakes. They put different flavors. And after we eat all of them and then we start. (laughs)
1: And you would be surprised when they grow up how they manage to transfer that into a tradition for their kids. Oh, there are things I remember doing with my, with my kids and I, you might have done it by fluke. And then the next year they ask you, can we do this again? Because that was great. And then that's how it becomes that tradition.
0: Oh, thank, thank you. That's very heartwarming to hear.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and if you're still bored, uh, you can listen to my podcast in French ah! and English. <laughs>
1: Which is yes, because uh, our friend here has a podcast, uh, which is about overcoming your uh, obstacles, or oh, is it? The, is that is that the overcoming your story? Overcoming, overcoming your 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 story. So yeah. you might want to check that that out too, because uh, that that it's it's about learning about yourself yes. and deciding what your journey should be. Yes. Yes. So how can people get in contact with you or hear about some of the things, some of the work that you do?
0: Yes. So I have uh, my website, miriamjoku.com, where Mm -hmm. you can book uh, coaching sessions. Um, You can see the podcast. I I think the English one is there because Mm -hmm. I started um, hosting the same podcast in French Mm -hmm. um, just to spread the knowledge about um, trauma as to many people mm-hmm. to many people so overcoming your story the the story behind the, the name is that trauma leaves us with a story that we have to overcome to to be our true selves because yeah. the diamond that we are stays it's just that it's covered in mud so mm-hmm. you know we have to we have to rub clean you yeah. know and then the diamond will appear again and then we reach our full potential and we'll be comfortable in our skin and so happy so that's that's the that's the goal of the the podcast, and I'm, I'm doing the same in French. I also write uh, blog posts, also about intergenerational trauma, all these links, trying to help people see which is what, because mm-hmm. we a lot of us carry unconscious guilt that doesn't that doesn't belong to us from from generations. generations. Yeah, okay. and, and I can tell you, your ancestors don't want you to carry those guilt. They don't want you to suffer. They want you to thrive. They want you to be a better version than them. So you have to let go of that. So if you need help with that, I'm here. I'm a trauma-informed coach. Certified uh, since January, um, no, since July, um, from a school here in Canada. I think it's the first school where they do um, uh, uh, trauma-certified coaching. So I'm I'm available for those who need um, help finding their true selves because you're in there it's all in there it's just yeah. connecting you know i will not connect for you i will help you
1: yes you guiding i'm guiding you to figure out what works best for you mm-hmm.
0: okay thank you yes. thank you so, thank you and i'm also on social media yeah
1: yes so, uh, you can, you can find her on and linkedin people. and on instagram yeah. as well as mm-hmm. facebook right Yes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. (laughs) So remember that name. And when you start thinking, because if some of you might have been procrastinating because I don't want to make a decision, then this is where you want to ask yourself, what would work best for me? What would serve me better? So happy holiday season to all of you. And thank you, Miriam, for being here with us.
0: Thank you so much, Paula. It was amazing. And uh, happy holidays to everyone and to you particularly. (laughs) Thank you.